Hello everyone, welcome to the Jock and Journo Show for another week. It's Jay Clark here, the captain of Collingwood, Scotty Penderbury, and Braden Cox here to talk about all the big footy issues, of course. And hasn't the umpires and free agency been hot topics uh, this week? We're also going to get to uh, Sunday's match of the round versus uh, West Coast versus Richmond. It's last year's most improved side versus the most improved side of this year. It's going to be fascinating. As I say hello to you, Pendles. You missed last week with that ankle, mate, but uh, you're playing in the game this weekend. Yeah, back this week. I thought um, our match was close to being match of the round until we got uh, kicked off Channel 7 for the Royal Wedding. So It's a bit I'm, of a setback, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I knew we were down the list. So um, <laughs> I think we're airing into country areas, though, aren't we? That's good. We get the or, rural, or rural listen, area. It's country, yeah. country round. Listen on the wireless to St Kilda Collingwood Sunday night. You are only playing St Kilda, of course. Um, oh, that's a bit harsh. Hey, um, how close did you come, Pendles, with the sore ankle to playing last week? I've, um, sort of, I've got a picture of you sort of begging bucks, you know, let me play, I'll do one last fitness test, that sort of stuff. No, I, didn't, I was confident, but I did a sort of test on Saturday and it was just too sore. And um, For the sake of one game, I thought that yep. if I had played last week, the amount of soreness I would have this week it would just linger for probably six to eight weeks. So, yep. um, yeah, it's always hard to say no, like I'm not right. And then now though I know that I made the right decision because it feels really good and, and really clean. So I know that it's not something that I'm going to have to deal with for another six weeks, which can be annoying when you do do ankles. Now we know you want to be a senior coach when you've uh, finished up your playing career. You're in the coach's box uh, for the Geelong game. How was that? Any uh, amusing, particularly stressful moments up there with Bucks? Um, oh, it's always stressful up there, especially in a close game. And, and the game that we had against Geelong was um, sort of a bit of a chess match. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, every time I get to go up there, I'm um, you know excited by that, and you know new dynamic with new coaches. So I just sat back, watched how they work together, and just sort of almost taking note of things that I reckon work well, don't work well from a line point, uh, line coach point of view. So. Yeah, it's always good learning to head up there and it's obviously it's always better when you win because it's a little bit more jovial but mm-hmm. um, yeah the, I thought the guys coached extremely well I never thought you were a chance in that game when Darcy went down you lost uh, Tommy Phillips as well uh, it never seemed like you were really in control of that match do you agree? Um, I just think we couldn't close that little sort of three goal buffer that they got us they jumped us at the start of the game and mm-hmm. we had some poor, um, poor skill errors early in the game which sort of gifted them goals and um, you know, we only scored, I think, 30-odd or 40, and they scored 60. So I, ne- I, I thought if we could get a run on, they were never too far away because it was such a low-scoring game. But, yeah, we, we couldn't take our chances and, and credit to, to Geelong with, with how they played. We've got some broader topics to talk about in a second. I've got this theory, and we haven't discussed this yet, but I reckon the Collingwood midfield is in its best shape right now than it has been in a few years. So you've got Adam Trelaw playing close to his his career best form. Yep. Grundy's probably past two weeks have been a little bit off, but otherwise this year has probably been his best ever form. Tommy Phillips is playing his uh, his career best footy, and with you in there, there's 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 a greater balance. Sidey, side bottoms in career best form. So yep. you look collectively. I reckon you got players who are probably playing close to near near their best footy. Jordy Degoe yep. as as well, and and there's better balance. Do you, do you feel like that's the case? And did you um, get a do you get a better glimpse of that at the weekend? I know you're lost, but yeah. up from the coach's box, yeah, do you certainly. feel more confident in that midfield group? Because it's I think Champion Data rated you last year the best midfield group, but you probably didn't yeah. perform to that. Yeah, this think, year closer. I think last year we were rated as the best group individually. Like we had the most talent player wise or whatever it is in there, but I think the difference this year is our ability to work as a group so maximizing each other's strengths and 
Um, you know, Brody's ruck work follow up adds his run and carry with the footy finishing off going inside 50, whether that's pass or goal. Mm-hmm. Side his work, you know, Taylor Adams back into the fold now after missing a few weeks. So I think we've got the balance right and, and understanding, you know, that's, that's time. That's the beauty of time. We've learned how to play together, maximize each other's strengths. What guys are good at, put those guys in those situations. What they're not so good at, don't, don't let them get into those situations, cover for each other. So I think our midfield group is working the best it's worked. Yep. Um, in a while Joshy Thomas you could throw into that mix yep. as well yep. and without blowing too much uh, wind up your ass, are you have you taken a step back or have you changed your game to become more defensively focused to allow some of their other guys in there to do more of their thing like I think you're one of the competition's leading tacklers um, which is I don't know mate huh? you're, you're a stats man I'm just, I'm just saying. Do you feel as if you've, if you, um, just, so as part yeah. of that, have you changed your game? A little bit, yeah. I think I have, and um, I think it's just playing to each other's strengths. And um, you know, as you know, that I, I'm defensively. The way I think about football is probably more defensive, and uh-huh. in terms of a team view and how the system should work and things like that. And you know, playing to my strengths is that I see that side of it um, probably a little bit clearer. And um, yeah, so I can, you know, I can take matchups that suit our team to you know sort of nullify guys or help set us up behind the footy and then we might let you know adzi go go to work mate oh, mm-hmm. i've got you back if it goes the other way i can cover you because go to work because he's um as much as i'd love to say it i don't have his his leg speed to get forward and, and really break the line so when are we having that 20 minutes yeah. it's got to be soon cock we'll we'll yeah. it. we're gonna bring it up think, anytime yeah. you want i'm ready to film it. well i think the, the beauty is the balance that we have through there so guys play role um bring each other into the game there's weeks where you have to be you know, more defensive or your job or your match-up. Um, respecting the opposition is what you've got to do. And um, yeah, even last week, you know, Taylor Adams' job on, on Salwood that, you know, I thought he was really good in there, nullified his effectiveness with the ball. Um, and it's not something that Taylor's done in the past few years. He's been more the clearance, go get the footy, but, you know, we needed a role done and he, and he did it really well. Definitely becoming more selfless, uh, Coco. And uh, we like what our man is doing here. He's taking a step back, being more sacrificial for the benefit of his other team. But he still does take those opportunities to sell candy sort of one or two times. He doesn't miss those, does he? At least you, you count every single one. That's good. You've got a little pad at home next year, <laughs> next year, lazy boy, and you just jot them all down. I knew, actually, it was funny because you've played it a number of roles. You've been in the ruck this year. You've, Second you, ruck. You've, that you've was been, a low point in my career. You've been, <laughs> you've been a tagger, but... I knew you were stuffed uh, with your with your uh, foot when they put you forward. It's, yeah. it's probably deep forward it's, oscillating me. I didn't really yeah deep forward. Like probably, I can't, you can't, know, I can't get my guy for speed. I'm not going to get him in the air. At least they, with a bung uncle, I'm not going to get him on the ground. So it was a good match up, me boys. It was a good match up. Yeah, he's 200 centimeters, 100 kegs playing on you. A decoy yeah. roll. Yeah, and I'm going for a free kick. Go figure. <clears throat> hey, umpires, just quickly, Scotty. What? How much banter do you have? Um, out there with the umpires. I mean, there's been a, a big discussion about, you know, touching them or not touching yeah, yeah. them. What's your understanding yeah. of contact I, with the umpires? Uh, the only way that I've ever touched an umpire or had contact with an umpire is accidentally at a stoppage. You know, you go to run and you run into each other. Yeah. Don't mean it. But yeah, after a free kick, anything like that, it's never entered my mind to touch an umpire and it's been, you know, heavily debated, topical. Um, it's not rocket science. Is it I just stop? think, yeah, you don't touch them, but then I can understand the... Um, you know, clubs getting angry because you know Hawk gets rubbed out for a week. Um, people get off, so it's sort of saying don't touch them, but maybe touch them if it's in the right manner. But yeah, I just think for the the look of the game, you don't need to touch them, even if it, you mean it in the best intended purpose. But it's not going to matter because it just doesn't look great. Yeah. So 
yeah, just don't do it. Um, but in terms of banter, I have plenty of banter talking about decisions with umpires. So tell us about that. Oh, heckling them a little bit, having a bit of fun with them. Um, because it is, it's, you know, as much as it's a high stress environment game, it does make it more enjoyable when you do have a little bit of banter with the umpires. Mm-hmm. And it's not the, the stuff where, you know, you can hear the umpire on TV, on the mic player. It's, you know, it might be a decision or a ball. Like you think it's holding the ball and you, you're just having a bit of banter, having you know, throwing some lines at them, seeing if you get yeah. a reaction, just a bit of fun. And, um, and do yeah. you get that back from the umpires? Yeah. yeah, sometimes you get it back and yeah. you enjoy that bit of banter. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's nothing. It's no good talking to a brick wall. Um, who are you, Have you got a couple of favourites or is someone, have you got a line that you can remember or can you take us into that world? You know, who, is it Razor Ray who can be, I mean, who, who can oh, you yeah, have Razor, some fun with? Razor Ray is really good. I find that the umpires that engage, I like that because you can have a bit of banter, you can see their side of things. Yeah. Um, I remember he gave a free kick away to me when I tackled Aaron Sandlands too high. I remember saying, how can I tackle him too high? I can't even touch his shoulders. Um, a bit of banter. And he started laughing as well. And Yeah, um, yeah it's just, yeah, it's good fun. I like that. Um, when we see a bit of, with a bit of personality, um, a bit of colour from these sorts of guys. And I like the more, the more media opportunities that the umpires are doing, like whether it's halftime or throughout yeah. the week, or I like seeing that personality, explanation of decisions. Um, the one I always struggle with and always give the umpire, heckle the umpires a bit is um, the he attempted to dispose of the ball. And I said, well, yep. that's the purpose of playing this game. But yep. if you don't do it properly, that's a good tackle, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but he attempted to get rid of it. Yeah, well, I'm attempting for him not to get rid of it. So yep. that's holding the ball. Yeah. <laughs> he had a try. I, yeah, I always have a bit of laugh at that one. What about the recall bounce? What is within the rules or outside of the spirit of the game when oh, an umpire no, just, stuffs up the bounce? It's almost like, so for me, that is, if we haven't set shot and miss it, it'd be like the umpire giving you shit. Yeah. So you don't give them shit. But you just, you know, in the centre bounce, you have a look at him and he knows and he puts his head down and you're just like, throw it up, mate. <laughs> throw it up. It is, a, yeah, it's good fun. And yeah, because you do, you feel from it's. Yeah, it's a, oh. is we, there we, like try, a we try to do it before games you've seen players yeah. out there and the amount of players that bounce and it comes back and falcons them is hilarious yeah. so um, yeah but you, they do it they put their big oh, <laughs> when they bounce it down and then <laughs> and then it, it goes quickly sideways and, you, and they're just sitting there going oh no and then the whole crowd Oh. Yeah, and, but do you guys do that as well? No, nah. oh, I just think oh, I get another ten seconds rest here. Yeah, I can. Have, that's poor Razor Ray as well at the moment. He can't bounce it over a jam tin. Can he? He, he probably gets it about a meter and a half off the ground. So, some flat. grounds are different too. Like Eddie had it nearly hits the roof. Yeah, they bounce it, and then the G if it's wet, they bounce it, and it barely goes tall in Razor Ray. One thing about the ban the bounce, like get rid of the bounce, keep the bounce. If the bounce is there to. I, it was brought in originally to stop dodgy umpires from favouring one team. So why not just wherever it bounces is where it bounces. You can't control it. So otherwise, if you want it to go perfectly straight up, just throw it up. No, because if that if that decided the grand final, you yeah, just yeah. couldn't accept it. Yeah, it would not be. But okay. we pl- we play with an oval ball, Jay. <coughs> I don't mind it though because it brings the crowd into it. I think it's funny from time to time when they have to call it back. I don't know that the umpires don't want to do it, but. Yeah, the crowd gets into it. They start heckling. Like, it's, yeah. But you it's, could, part, it's part of our game. You could say the same thing about the goal review. Mm. Or you could say the same thing about when blokes miss from 10 metres out in front. But, yeah, it's not, yeah. Have you heard anything amusing from other Ruckman? Or have you heard Ruckman sort of give it to the umpires in that situation? Like, I'd no. imagine Maxi gone. Oh, not I really, have heard. no. no. I think Jared yeah. Blair tried to tackle Maxi Gone once, yeah, and yeah. Maxi Gone looked down at him and said, "What are you trying to do, little man?" Or something along those lines. That'd be original. It was quite, yeah, it was quite, uh, quite amusing. Hey, um, 
the game on Sunday, West Coast versus Richmond. This is a fascinating matchup between, as I said, probably the most improved side last year versus the most improved side uh, this year. And quite interestingly, Richmond is favourite, but only just. We're seeing the Richmond system come up against um, a West Coast side where a lot of those B graders, Scotty, and the C graders of last year have really stepped up. So, yes, they've got the superstars, Nat Nui, Kennedy, McGovern, etc. but we're seeing some of those lesser lights really take their game to the next level. What have you seen about West Coast and why all of a sudden they've gone from a bottom four contender to being talked about as a top four side? Yeah, well, I think the having the the spine that they've got is, is crucial and Nat Nui back means that Usually the game starts at a centre bounce, which, um, you know, takes that centre bounce. They get a clean look at a clearance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and not only is he such a good ruckman, his hits are so valuable. Like, he's, there's, there's winning a hit and then there's putting it down your throat. And mm-hmm. he jumps that high that I've heard from multiple sources that he actually says to people, like, when I'm up there, I can see sort of things happening that I can just put it, you know, the other side because I know someone's going to be there. I can see that. Wow. So that's that's jumping, isn't yep. it? So um, yeah, and then I think McGovern down back is really good. And then the interesting one for me is Richmond's defensive system is mm. is so strong and and Rance and Asprey and those guys Grimes. But then they come up against the Darling Kennedy. Um, so it's some serious talent in this game. And yeah, it's one that I think all footy fans Sunday will, will sit down and watch. And um, you know, the the ground over there is obviously a clear advantage to West Coast because Richmond haven't played on that ground yet. So. Yeah, looking forward to, to sitting back watching. And um, yeah, it's great. It's, you, you're looking at two sides at maximum confidence level. And Richmond will be loving this challenge every week. The last few weeks, they've had new challenges. And um, I know being in a situation where you've won a flag and the next year you, you get excited by these t- sides that think they can knock you off or mm-hmm. they might be better than you and you you want to go out there and prove to them, hey, you're not, you're not quite at our level yet. Well, aside from last week when uh, they just got over the line against North Melbourne, I reckon Richmond are doing something very similar to what you guys did in 2011. But the challenge is going to be for the Tigers to keep that going all year because, as you guys found, you fell off the cliff towards the end of the year. You were playing invincible footy midway through the season. I think your average winning margin was up around 50 or 60 points. But it's a long time to be keeping up. So it's whether the Tigers can maintain that uh, and the current unbelievable injury rate throughout the back half of the year. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think their injury list is, is a lot healthier than what we had 2011. We started to lose a lot of soldiers around the middle of the year, and yep. it does it puts stress on, on the players that are playing every week, plus mm-hmm. the, the guys coming in. So, um, But the one thing about Richmond is every game sort of has the same pattern with them. It's a low-scoring game, and um, they sort of just wait for you to break because they trust what they're going to do. And uh, even on the weekend with North, it was a low-scoring affair, and they and they backed themselves defensively so much that they'll restrict you and they'll find a way to score enough goals. In 2011, just on this, when you played Geelong, I think it was in that final round game, and there was yeah. nothing on the line, and yeah. they smashed you by 100 points because yeah. it was really it was just a, it was dancing with your sister for you guys. Yeah. Did that put a seed of doubt into your mind? No, not at all. I remember you just even the, wiped that game off. Oh, we yeah, as much as you didn't want to lose by 100 points. When going into that grand final, we were extremely confident. I think we went in up at half time. Yeah, um, we started the game really well. We we fell away towards the back of that game, but yeah, it had no no doubt in our mind that we were the, we team. thought that we were the best team, and we went in with that attitude. I don't think any person like we didn't we didn't draw motivation from getting beaten by yep. hundred points. You know, that was the only time I've seen you not attack a football hundred percent in that game. I remember it was on the goal line. There was a area, there was a, a ball bounced, I reckon, above you. You're in the goal square. Do you remember this? No. <clears throat> and I reckon Sounds and you, like a good story. <laughs> yeah, right. So so there was a yeah. ball which bounced was a, which was sort of out of your reach but above your head and you were sort of surrounded by Geelong players. And 
it, that was looked to me with nothing on the line. That was the only time late in the game where I reckon you took you sort oh, of yeah, self preservation. Yeah, you went well. to self preservation mode. That was exactly that would, right. Yeah, yeah. I, the hardest games for me that I played in my career is the preseason. Yeah, I really struggle in preseason games. Yeah, and games that don't have much on the line yeah. um, when you're about to enter finals. Um, I don't know. It just always felt slightly different. So I don't know if it was in my head um, or whatever, but. I do remember that game. It had a very awkward feeling about. That's probably the most awkward game I played in because both yeah. sides had nothing on the line. Yeah. But it was a huge game because it was the two mm. grand finals, and then by quarter time the game was over. So yeah. it was sort of like, and then late in the fourth or whenever it was, it would have been just do not don't get injured. We can't change yeah. the result here. But yeah, and then usually though people say that if you have that attitude, you end up getting injured. But I think we walked away from that game pretty much like, did anyone get injured? No. Nah. All right, let's yeah. attack finals. And that was mixed attitude. But I just wonder whether psychologically. Yeah. That leave that dented oh, maybe, you. Maybe it did, but probably gave John a bit of confidence what they did work. But for us, I, yep. yeah, we started. I think we played Bulldogs in the first final, smacked them, yep. got over Hawthorne. Um, yeah, so we were ready. Um, you're back this week. GWS is a fascinating issue for me at the moment, Scotty, because five years ago, and I feel like we're going to uh, lock horns over this, five, five years ago we said that GWS, and I was part of this, that um, they were going to win five, six flags in a row. And that they were an unstoppable force. They were a machine. They had talent um, going through the roof. And, um, you know, there was this whole talk about them having too much access to academies, etc. And that got trimmed back, etc. Tomorrow they play, well, this weekend they play North Melbourne. And they're outsiders. They lose that tomorrow, Scotty. They fall six points outside the eight. They fall further down the premiership batting. And I reckon next week, GWS is going to be this big story. Will be the big story because is that premiership window already starting to shut? Well, I think that for starters, they've got a lot of injuries at the moment, don't they? So, um, and in the but past, you don't use that as an no, excuse. no, you don't. But in the past few years. Um, say two years ago I reckon these injuries they had players sitting there underneath ready to go but I think like everyone acknowledges that their list is everyone's picked the eyes out of their list that players that's 24th or 5th on the list other clubs have gone and grabbed because that that person actually is the starting midfielder in another club so um, so depth is an issue now well I think I think guys have just they've got a lot of young kids now so where the players like a Mm. Jack Steele that's at St Kilda yeah if he's there he's playing you know probably good footy at the Giants so they've and then I think that's just the way that it was always going to happen there. They've got a salary cap the same as everyone else, good players, that you have to let people go and make those decisions. But So they're brought back to the pack? A little bit, yeah, especially with injuries. With injuries, it reveals, you know, your system, your plan, um, you know, what you're doing on match day. Is everyone on board with that? Um, the, you know, your, your depth of your list as well. So they've, yeah, they're probably experiencing something, experiencing something that they haven't for a while with these injuries. They've had a really clean run for a couple of years, um, yeah, so it's been um, – in terms of the five premierships in five years, I think they've given themselves the last two years a chance to get in that big dance, mm-hmm. and that's all you can do. So, so it's a tick? So I think so. Prelim, prelim. Um, mm-hmm. you know, arguably last year against Richmond, kicked straight in the first half, and you go in half-time, six or seven up. Um, missed a lot of goals. And then the year yep. before, they lost. Cal Ward got knocked out, half-time. even though that game, I think, should have been done at quarter time. The Bulldogs were that impressive that night. So, yep. But, yeah, if you – you can't, yeah, it's, it's very easy. to. It's a throwaway line saying five flags, five years. It's, it should have been, this, this side will challenge for five years, which well, I don't think was a outlandish call saying they'll challenge for five years because they've clearly got the list to challenge for five years. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. come to you in a second on this, Coco. Um, but, Scotty, what about the system? Is it a one-dimensional system? And perhaps 
maybe you can or can't comment on this, but for me, I look and I see their one wood is that offensive run and that potency, right? So that once upon a time they were super high scoring and their run was magnificent and, and blah, blah, blah. Now teams, have, I reckon, have worked that out and GWS have been caught short on a plan B or a yep. backup plan because they're not scoring as well and they're defending more deep. Yep. So, so, And that's where... Next week and going forward the rest of the year, the question will be asked, is Leon Cameron the man to coach this side? Because he's facing the biggest test of his coaching yeah. career right now. Well, I think whenever you go through a rough um, patch like this, everyone's always questions everything about your football club. But I think just for me watching, it looks like a chemistry issue. Guys, these guys, this group of guys haven't played together before. Um, nobody questioned their system for the last two years when they're playing in prelims. And as I said, both times they gave themselves a chance to get in the grand final. So his system must be fairly good. So yep. at the moment, it just looks like a bit of chemistry. New guys playing with new people. Um, is he going to turn left? Is he going to turn right? And it's, they need time to gel as a group. And unfortunately, in this industry, you don't get the time you need to mm. practice all these things. So they'll figure it out. They're, even you know that night they played against Geelong and they had a few injuries. You know They've still got a, a fairly talented team. Anytime you walk in, Shield, Cornelio... Whitfield, Delidio, guys like that into your midfield. You know, you're, mm-hmm. it's fairly impressive. Coco, what happens if GWS don't make the finals this year? Will it be a, a mortal wound to the AFL big picture, to the to the new baby, to the experiment? Well, yeah, well, it's not great, is it? Like, they, the AFL would want them to succeed and they would have their they, own... They need them to win a flag, don't they? They have their own KPIs for hitting the audience out there and membership numbers and all of that and all of that. If, if they fail, kind of, if, if they don't win a flag, it's, and then they do taper off, it's going to be really hard to see them kind of hitting any of the AFL's KPIs out in that area. No one bloody goes to their games, Coco. No mean, one watches them on TV. <laughs> they need to win a couple of games. Well, they're so out in the middle so of last, nowhere. But the last two years they played in prelims, playing a very exciting brand of footy. Yes. If that doesn't excite you and doesn't want, doesn't warrant you wanting to buy a membership, Geez, you, you're clutching at straws if you need to win a flag to get those convert those people because they've been bloody good for the last few years. You and think then, it's good enough? Yeah. Oh, the style. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and so those people that would buy membership are literally jumping on the bandwagon after mm. a flag. Yeah. You got to get on for the ride. That's the fun part. Yeah, it's but a, that, that's the fun part for people that have followed AFL their whole on. life. So yeah. it's yeah. it's it's Just hard go, starting from scratch. Yeah. We'll go to a game and watch them play. They're a pretty exciting team. Just before you jump off that, they're. They've only got two of their top seven from the best and fairest playing at yep. the moment. So they got Warden, Shield. Yeah, but so the thing is, you know, Canelio is playing, and he was injured last year. He would be top. He'd be winning their BNF at the moment. Jeremy Cameron comes back this week. Yeah, Coco, I think players and clubs pick and choose when it comes to injuries. So if I say to Scott. Um, you know, you lose on the weekend, but you weren't playing, and a couple of guys missing. Scott and Bucks would say, "Look, injuries aren't excuse. We're we're, aren't, we're not talking about injuries. That is no reason." Yet I say, "What about GWS?" And the first thing you say is, "Oh, they've got so many players out." Well, that happens all the time. So which one is it? No, you, I, you can't say it about I'd, your own I'd team. say on the weekend. <laughs> That's I'd, what I'm saying. No, you pick no, and choose. I, I think you can because if you have a look at our games that we've lost this year, we've generally run out of legs slash soldiers. Giants, we were two down. Richmond was the one I wouldn't give us an out for because we lost him late in the thir- mm-hmm. late in the third. So that game was that tight that yeah. um, you, you wouldn't. Um, Geelong we lost two by half time. So yep. you do run out of soldiers, you run out of legs. You can't spin your rotations. Yep. Is it a reason you lost? No, it's not. Does it contribute? Yes, it does. Yep. So it makes it hard when your mids can't rotate or your backs can't rotate. So looking back on the three games in eleven days, uh, you don't blame any of that for anything. Well, not if no, I don't. You don't blame it unless you lose players getting injured. So, because your list is supposed to be deep enough. Let's move on. Uh, there is a emergency flare. 
going up above uh, the, the Gold Coast Footy Club because while GWS is in that window, feeding from the Gold They're Coast in Shanghai Center. at the moment. Yeah, last kick case. They'd be loving it over there, wouldn't they? Just be smashing Shanghai. dumplings. They got some frequent flyers. Get to the Bund. I would go to town on the dumplings. You got to love that bit of sahi. Or well, I was over in Shanghai recently. The NBA trip. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. Well, I asked <laughs> no, to come did. on it, mate. And he didn't even take me. Ate the um, chicken feet. You put. I wonder if any of the boys would try chicken feet day before a game. You wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. Good protein. Quite I th- bony. I think it's clear now that Tom Lynch will leave Gold Coast. So Hawthorne and Richmond clearly, even Stephen in that race at the moment, it's unclear where his preferred club is, and I see. Collingwood on the next tier, Scotty. So I don't think you're up there on tier one with Richmond and the Hawks. But this is the, this is the it's question. Free agent, isn't he? Yep, yep. So he can pick. Free agency is huge, isn't it? Now. Well, what what's your view? Because I mean, whether you're a free agent or you're just an out of contract player like da- uh, Darcy same, Moore or Jordan, yeah, Jordan Degoe. Um, is it free agency still, or is it compensated agency still? It, you get compensation. Yeah, yeah. So it's not free agency. So that's probably the only difference. But I. I've said this for a while. I think any player that's a free agent or out of contract, it's mm. basically the same thing. Basically players, the same thing. Players pick clubs they want to go to now. Yep. So, And it's always such a big story. We've got a couple of guys here that are going to be free agents. Tom Lynch is a free agent. Um, yeah, I'd love it. I'd love the industry to open up a little bit more. Um, like the, what do you mean? Or like the NBA, you know, there's so much talk and I love the NBA. So, um, And I know you can't, yeah. there's the anti-tampering rules and all that sort of stuff over there, but... You know, like everyone's known LeBron's going to be a free agent. He says he wants to be a free agent because then at the end of the season, you know, he goes to LA, he gets caught up by LA, they take him into his stadium, it's all dark, they do the announcement with LeBron James, they show him a vision for the future. Um, I wonder when our game will move to that level. Because, you know, when you end the season, these guys are meeting clubs. It's What's all, taboo? It's all sneaking around back doors, car parks, guys coming into the Collingwood gym late at night. <laughs> Jongy, um, <laughs> stuff like that so um yeah i just think that yeah i'd love to get to a stage i think it was um juddy when he was leaving mm-hmm. west coast there was a vision of him walking into carlton coming to collingwood all these type of things i think that it needs to become run of the mill because we asked for this to happen and then be yeah, more open yeah well, and then we're be so more mature secret. yeah be more mature about it there should be nothing wrong with tom lynch saying i'm a free agent and i'm going to explore my rights at the end of the season yeah i'm giving everything i can to the gold coast now end of the season there's a list of clubs i want to meet with it's gold coast it's richmond it's hawthorne it's collingwood and then i'm going to make an informed decision on on that because clubs do that in the draft they meet with every player they make an informed decision on who they want to draft and they televise it so why why are we mature enough because it's new i think because it's new and the old way of recruiting players used to be like this and i think you we should be able to open up be mature um not saying that Tom Lynch should do a press conference about the decision, but you know, I think that that path of um, yeah, clubs really putting on a show for potential free agents, spending a bit of money on the experience to sell them the vision of the future, I think it would be a cool thing to happen. I think for me, from a fan's point of view, it's it's it, it would t- it would take a whole change in kind of the mindset of the fan because the fan sees the club loves the club loves the players uh and i guess if i could lend a metaphor it would be like you you married and then it's like oh i'm gonna go just shop around and check out other 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 wives and then jump off your wife and go to another wife it's just i'd say it's more like you've got a girlfriend and then you want to have a break and you want to have a look around married would be the when you sign the sign the line sign the the contract so then how do you feel about 
Jordan Degoe's current situation? Because I asked this question of Tyson Goldsack at the weekend. Do you feel that Jordy Degoe is in a different situation where because he's been through a few misdemeanours and there's been, you know, all that sort of stuff, that he owes the Collingwood Football Club? If he, at the end of the day, said you, shook your hand and said, Scott, look, thanks for all your support, um, but I'm going to Carlton, say, at the yeah. end of the year. How do you feel about that? Well, that's... Like I've, and you know my thoughts on all this stuff, that's his decision. So whether he owes the club or he doesn't owe the club that he's out of contract, it's within his rights to go look and do the best thing that he thinks for is for himself and for his football, whatever that may be. Now, as captain, I'll clearly speak with him and sit down and be like, you know, I'll be able to say that I think this place is best for you, but I'm not in the meetings with other clubs or whatever it is. But the thing I don't like about it is... Um, you know, his manager comes out and says, oh, there's other clubs talking to us. It's like, well, that stuff should be parked until the end of the year. If you want to be a free agent, you've got to put up with all this press for the year. Park it unless you're going to sign. And then at the end of the year, if Geordie um, or his management come out and said, you know, Geordie's happy at Collingwood, but he is going to have a chat to X, Y, Z and mm-hmm. Collingwood, and then we're going to make an informed decision. That's you're all. Cool that, that? I'm fine with that. That's the, that's the landscape now. And if... If I wasn't fine with that, then I can't ask for the other stuff to happen because it shows that I'm still immature about it. Yeah. What if he said, I'm going to, Carlton, for example, are going to give me an extra 200 grand a year. You know, so uh, Collingwood offer B, but the offer is better at A, and he says, right, I'm going to take the better offer. How do you yeah. feel as a as a teammate, as a senior player, respected player about that, his decision then? Yeah, well, I've always, like, like I need, you put it on record that I think Geordie should stay at this football club, and yeah. I absolutely want him to stay 100%, but yep. you can't begrudge anyone for leaving if they think it's better for them and that's all it comes down to if they think it's better for them they see a better future for themselves then they're going to leave and we've seen guys leave for different reasons blah 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 from in the in the whole industry so and the the beauty of a football club it's never built on retention of one player yep you know is if geordie loses if we lose geordie will we never win a flag well you just don't know like there's so many cases hawthorne lost franklin they go and win a flag yeah adelaide lose danger they go play in a grand final so yeah, it comes back to the player's decision, where they see their best football, their future. Um, and then, yeah, always I'll make a strong case to any of our guys that their best future in football is at Collingwood, which is a powerhouse of a football club. Mm-hmm. And Geordie's uh, certainly playing career best footy, so that's... Uh, that was something. Tom Lynch, wasn't it, that last bit? Well, that, that, that part is interesting because Ned Guy, the list manager, right? So he'd have these two players there, Darcy, Geordie to go, Jamie Elliott's out of contract, so is Ben Reid. He has to have a plan B. So he, he doesn't know for certain that all these guys are going to stay. He's got $1 million, oh, $2 million think, dollars of salary cap space. I think He needs a backup plan. Well, I think all these list managers would have plan A, B, C, and D. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, and I, I just think, like, I'm clearly, I like the media side of things and opening the game up, but how cool would it look if... Tommy Lynch was walking down, and you knew, everyone knew, he's having dinner at Rockpool tonight with Damien Hardwick, Trent Cochin, Dustin Martin, and you catch all that walking in, you catch him coming out. Scoop. Yeah, like how good is this? It creates, you know, Rockpool throwing a free dinner for the Jock and Journal <laughs> podcast for the mentions, all that sort oh, of stuff. Sure. You know? Out of the deal over yeah, here. But like, I think that stuff adds to fan engagement, keeps football yep. so much more in the public eye Front in the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, all this stuff happens behind closed doors anyway. And they sneak around, do it, and you've got journos running around the back of car parks yeah. chasing a story. Let's just open the industry up. We, everyone wants to open the industry up, but no one wants to take the first step. Yeah. Is that probably fair? I think that's a very good call. But, yeah. but it's hard to when clubs and coaches lie about it. 
you know, like when you ask a question, they say, oh, no, that's not true. Yeah. But yet they're still, they're doing the, the but so, meanwhile, say, the play's out say the if, um, say, say in three years' time, if you look forward, if it changed to the point of Tom Lynch said, you know, um, at the end of this season, I'll, I'll be a free agent and um, by round 18, you'll have the list of clubs that I want to speak to. Mm-hmm. The questions would then probably stop going to clubs like Richmond. Oh, are you interested in Tom Lynch? Because it'd be like, well, his decision's coming out. Wait to that. And if we're on his list, we're on his list. So yeah, I can, uh, yeah it's almost like a flow and effect. It's a snowball effect from a few good things happening, eliminate the little things that we always want answers for. Like my fashion sense, Coco, progressive thinking over there. Well, I like yeah. that. Backwards thinking. You going to the Judd Cave tonight? I heard I was driving in Triple M. <laughs> I was listening to Triple M today. Yeah. And Number one radio station. Yeah, something right about football. there's a Judd Cave meeting tonight on Triple M. And yeah. I thought, would you be going to the Judd Cave tonight? Didn't, Surely. Didn't make the invite list, what? boys. Yeah. Why? Why? I know, it's a bit of a... It's sort of the, the A-team there, the Friday night crew. And I've been, you know, I've been a bit of a role player. Uh, in that so I haven't quite got the invite into uh, into the man cave and that's disappointing um, toiling away in the seconds who, uh, who do you replace who's who are you have, so does he have it just a select crew I've heard yeah. about it before and I was, yeah, as I said driving in today listening to yeah, it listers. yeah he said he was t- is it tonight does Eddie go Eddie go to the no, it's, 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 it's the purple the, makes the car oh, it's the show yeah. how does yeah, purple show. make the car I heard on the radio last night he's going to get the flick because he doesn't bring a good enough selection of wine they bring like serious wine Scotty I know you regard yourself as a bit of a connoisseur but uh, they rock out with like three or four hundred dollar bottles of wine to that thing and try and show off who can have the best like bottles of Grange and that's stuff. huge in America at the moment well, drinking in the red wine and yeah. who can rock up to the party with the best bottle yeah my pockets aren't that deep see maybe that's why I'm not invited Coco because I know they're going to get the wolf blast $30 <laughs> 10 Murphy's in comes Jay with his mate. six pack of Furphy <laughs> yeah 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 oh, well that's disappointing mate <laughs> it's uh, tough for me how's your house bill going okay, I see that um, the build yeah build I thought you said Bill. Bill. <laughs> and the bill. Yeah, the bill. I'm a few weeks away now from moving in. Yeah. Do you so pay so for we'll any have, of that? Or? Are we going to yeah. have a... a pe- is there going to be a Pendles yeah. cave and we're going to have a... No, nah, we'll get there. Yeah. A Pendles we'll there. there is a cave. There's a man cave coming. That's serious cool. Maybe we can have our own party. Can we? Absolutely. We can, put we can do the pod. <laughs> we can put the podcast in the man cave. Pod cave. What are yeah. you going to bring? Pod the, the pod cave. Are you allowed to have che- Cheetos? What? Cheetos? What are Cheetos? Mate, you bring well, Cheetos yeah. to the pod cave and, <laughs> and you'll be gone. What are you going to bring? Short-lived. Uh, no, it's got to be like... Coco's bringing his one carton or draft. some yeah. shit. What, what spread are you going to put on? <laughs> do we get a no, spread? No, you got to bring, no, bring a plate. <laughs> dynamic. We'll get some dynamic was, meals in there. I keep seeing these, the the platters that you guys put on. Oh, the prosciutto. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah we had Jax's first birthday last oh, weekend. All about oh, yeah. that. Have Saw that. that on Instagram. Had that go. Yeah, it was good. Only lasts for a few hours because then he's asleep again. I had the little man cut with the attention. Can be a bit overwhelming. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he did the hands up on him. He'd be parade and he, he loved, loved that. Yeah, yeah, loved it. Is he fully Instagram baby of Melbourne? Is oh, he? I don't know. He could be the most Instagram. a bit of a head wobble of him yeah, yeah. already. <laughs> Um, how did your wife cope with sort of the build-up? Because it can be a stressful period. No, nah, no, nah, we, we had um, a catering company come in and do it for us. Of course. Because I didn't want to put that on Al. Yeah. Obviously, I'm training and stuff, and then to come home and to cater for 50 people. So Yeah. Um, it's a stressful yeah. life for life. And oh, mate. You should have seen the, the spread. So it was your private chef come and did it for us, and the yes. spread was insane. Yeah. Like, it it went very quickly, but yeah, it was, no, it was well done, and... Um, yeah, Alex did a good job. You would have been there though, Joe. Some fresh meats, wasn't there? <laughs> Don't get many invites. I, didn't get, I don't get nah, any no, invites. You'll be coming to the pod cave when it's up. The right. pod cave. Oh, that's that's there was a man cave expo recently, wasn't there? I should have oh. got to that. Yep. It gave me a few ideas. 
Um, good luck for the game. So you're going to play? Yep. Um, good luck for the game against Thank you. Uh, St Kilda. Uh, they are going like a bastard. Is Alan Richardson ever going to make a, uh, a selection statement? I can't believe that he didn't. Uh, the axe didn't come down on either Armitage, Billings or Nunes. He's backed that team in week by week by week. He's seen he's a conservative he's a coach. coach. When are we going to see a selection statement? When are we going to they're going to send a message to well, that I don't group? Think he's, I don't think he's out there to please the media. So no, no, but I, I but but they're such an inconsistent and they play well and they drop off, play well, drop well, off. Well, I think they're like looking at them and you would watch them. This week. Yeah, exactly right. I think they're doing a lot of stuff right. They're just not converting. So Dicko's fault. They they will. You know, he's got his program where you operate at 70% if you stick to it, don't you? Is he is still right? I think it is. Clear the mechanism. Yeah, we, we did it here. It's yeah. actually a really good program. See? So, yeah. How do we go set shot kicking? Don't know. We're like second in the comp at the moment, though. Oh, yeah. But yep. he's gone now, so. Yeah. Oh, because even you're kicking, you're, you're kicking the set shots now, I right? kick one. I kick one. That's <laughs> it. I think that's enough. Tom Foolery on the Jock and Journo show this week. I'll be very interested to see what you heard it here, folks. folks. If North Melbourne beat GWS, and then we're going to be talking about the Giants all next week. Scotty, good luck. Thank you. On Saturday, Coco outstanding as always. We'll catch you next week on the Jock and Journo show. Thanks. Cheers.